What's going on, everyone? If you haven't heard about the Anchor podcast, it's the easiest way to make one. Let me explain. For one, it's free. You have the flexibility of being able to record right at the palm of your hands from your phone or your computer. It has excellent creation tools that can allow you to record and edit as well. And you also can be able to use Anchor to distribute your podcast onto many other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. What's going on, world? Welcome to the first episode of the Principles Podcast. I'm so glad you all are here. As you all have heard from the intro video, this podcast is all about financial literacy and giving you all tips and guidelines on how you can be able to create a blueprint for financial freedom for yourselves. However, these first two episodes will be part of a two-part series that I would like to call Black Group Economics. Part one will be released on Wednesday at 6 p.m. as you all are listening now. Part two will be released Friday at 6 p.m. I believe it's vital for us to speak up during this time with everything happening with the racial injustices that we as African-Americans are experiencing here in America. As you all are aware, There have been recent occurrences in the last couple of months of blacks being murdered by police officers. As you all have heard from George Floyd being assassinated on camera for not anything. You know, it's it's sad to see the state that we're in here in America, but having conversations like we're going to have in this two-part series and being able to speak up, being able to love one another and come together, I think is more important than ever. You all have also heard of Amaya Arbery, which was also a young man, was only 25 years, I believe, 25 years old. He was shot down in Georgia for simply running. And this was not by officers, but they were from two white supremacists. And it's another sad story. You know, the list goes on and on from Michael Brown to Philando Castile to to Trayvon Martin uh, to what happened recently with Breonna Taylor. It's, It's very sad to see the state that we're in, but I always approach situations like this with hope and faith. And my call to action the voice that I want to speak to others in the black communities that are out here that are protesting and also rioting. So what I want to say to that is let's all operate more strategically over emotions. There is a lot of people that have been acting out of character and I want to bring this part one series of black group economics to be able to give you all some solutions to think about Solutions that I'm actively working on and things that we can do together that could bring justice for us in our communities. 
I have no problem with the protest. I believe that everyone has the right to be able to peacefully protest. And that's one thing that we need to do. But that's part of the strategy. But the strategy has to be more economic and financial based. We have to put our we have to put ourselves in positions of power like the other people that we see in our communities among Caucasians, uh, Asians. We have to put ourselves in a position of power. And to the people that are out there that may be part of the rioting as far as the burning of the buildings or you know someone that is actually destroying the community is doing more hurt than it's doing good. And I just want to talk more positive. Like I said, I don't want to make this part one and part two series anything as a race issue. I just want to highlight points of what we're experiencing as African-Americans in America as far as the racial injustices. And I want us to be able to discuss solutions and come up with ways on how we can solve our problems that we're experiencing. Because a lot of times I feel when we feel like we've been stereotyped, when we feel like we've been judged, when we feel like we're experiencing racism, we're always relying on whether it's Caucasians, other ethnicities to help us but us as blacks we all we're all that we got we are the ones that are going to have to fix this situation internally within our communities we're going to have to fix this internally within ourselves we need to deconstruct reconstruct and be committed to change a lot of times also when we get into this situation I've seen it in previous instances. I'm a 26-year-old young black man, and I have been able to see a lot of the police officers that have murdered black men. And I list a lot of the names at the beginning of this podcast. And I think that it's we we have to figure out ways on how we can get creative with our strategies. And I want to go ahead and outline some of my solutions. Part one, I'm going to discuss ways on how we can invest in the stock market. And I'm also going to outline equity crowdfunding. And the first topic that I want to discuss is one thing that I feel that a lot of our community, African-Americans, we are more consumers, consumer-based than we are producers. We're more willing to spend money than create money. We're more willing to spend and be in debt, but not have equity positions. And I wanna outline these solutions. And one way that we can be able to financially get ourselves in a position to make changes in our communities is getting ourselves situated first investing in the stock market is excellent because it allows you to be able to create equity you can be able to own a portion of a company as a shareholder and we have to shift the mindset from a consumer and moving to becoming a producer achieving true ownership and having equity is what we need to strive for like i said in the previous point The reason why a lot of these things happen in our communities is because we have to put ourselves in position of power 
and there needs to be more accountability as well with the police officers there needs to be accountability within ourselves of stepping up when we see another black man or woman being harassed by a white officer we have to step in but i want this conversation to be more on how economically how can we have impacts in an Afri- in our own communities in the african community african american community uh what does that detail and how can we move to that goal so like i said investing in the stock market it allows you to have true ownership and and you can also create equity i want to give you all some statistics on uh why i feel passionate about why we should invest in the stock market i did some research on why how much we're spending our money on what is our consuming buying power and then also what is the disparity in the race and the racial gap among us among black owned businesses and white owned businesses so i have some great statistics that kind of breaks down why i feel that we need to be more owners instead of being consumers and why we need to produce and why we need to be able to invest in companies especially in the state that we're in so according to the multicultural economic report african americans have a buying power of 1.3 trillion that's how much our demographic spends and this is based on the year of 2018 we're now in 2020 the statistics are probably a lot higher now caucasian americans they have the largest share of the us market but they have a lower percentage of buying power growth. So what does that tell you? Our counterparts that have a bigger population than us in America, they are more owners, they're creating businesses, they are have they have equity in other companies. They are more focused on that than spending their money. um to going out on and being focused on materialistic things buying their money on jewelry buying their money on clothes uh shoes the the mindset has to shift and that gives you an insight on how our counterparts are approaching their consumer habits co- compared to us along with this scaling and profitability are concerns for black entrepreneurs the small business administration showed that over 19 million businesses or 70.9% of all US businesses are white owned. So not only are they not spending their money, they own 19 million businesses in America and they have almost 70% of all US businesses. Now catch this. African American owned businesses about 2.6 million. So they African Americans own about 2.6 million businesses or 9.5% of all US businesses. It's a big disparity. We're not even near half, near to close to half than what Caucasian Americans are owning when it comes to businesses in America. And I also found that Latinos own 3.3 million businesses or 12.2% of all American businesses. So our Latinos which they are classified as minorities. They have a little bit more equity than us in our community. They're investing into more businesses. They are creating more jobs. They they hire their own Latinos. 
uh, they also are have a higher percentage of all American businesses. So I do see rooms of opportunity for us to not only build within our own African-American com- com- communities, but also working with the Latinos as other minorities that have their own issues as well to be able to get to the level of owning 19 million businesses as white-owned corporations. It's amazing to me to see that we spend more than Caucasians, but we don't own as much as Caucasians. And the the narrative has to change. Our, Our mindset has to change. Our habits have to change. We have to be intentional and deliberate the way that we spend our money, the way that we invest in our money, and the way that we give to our community and create jobs and being able to bring changes with the politics in our communities. Another statistic showed that the 19 million white-owned businesses have 88% of overall sales and control 86.5% of U.S. employment, while African-Americans have a mere 1.3% of total American sales and 1.7% of the nation's employees. Latino businesses have 4% of U.S. sales and 4.2% of U.S. employment. So this also shows me that a lot of white-owned businesses, they are actually employing more people. They're employing more, whether it's blacks or whites, they're employing more people than we are. So that's one of the reasons why we are lacking in this conversation, because businesses with paid employees they have a bigger economic footprint compared to those without employees. So if a a black business owner only has, you know, one employee compared to a white owned business that has maybe 15, 20 employees, of course their overall sales is gonna be a lot higher. They're gonna have a lot more ownership in America than we do. So not only do we need to create more businesses as African-Americans and 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 build our communities but we also need to employ other blacks within our communities i think that's one thing that lacks you know we we don't employ a lot and it allows the owner to slack because they're not able to compete you know with the 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 white population the latino population so it's it's a very big point that i want to stress that you know whatever you're doing there at home you know, in the midst of this time in the pandemic, we have to take this time to create our own economic footprint. Work on starting your business. Invest in the stock market. You look at ways of how you can have an impact on not only yourself, but your family and your community. You know, this situation is not going to change of what we're experiencing right now as African-Americans in the state of America until we financially get ourselves together and we prepare each and every day to win you know at the end of the day I look at it as a competition and right now we we are lacking in this category when it comes to economic uh freedom economic impact financial freedom it is getting a lot better and I don't want to make it seem like African Americans don't have a lot of black ownership we do but there needs to be more businesses that have to be created. And that's why I'm bringing this podcast to you all to, to share this information. But we also need to employ 
more people, more uh, blacks within our businesses as well. Um, another statistic that I wanted to talk on is firms without employees, they tend to have lower annual sales compared to firms with employees. 57.9% of businesses with paid employees have annual sales of more than 250000 compared to 25000 with no employees. So that just, excuse me, that kind of gives you the 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 uh, revenue difference on a owner that has employees, a corporation that has employees, and one that doesn't. So I, I think that the solution for Black-owned businesses is we have to employ more employees, like I said. We have to increase our revenue, our outreach in our communities. We have to gain support from lenders and use equity crowdfunding within our communities, which leads to the next point of this part one series. I want to talk with you all on equity crowdfunding. So the first point is one thing that we can do to create group economics within our communities is investing in the stock market, really having ownership and equity as a shareholder in a company, creating our own business and, and being strategic on employing black owned people within our community and, and really being able to increase our revenues. Now with equity crowdfunding for you all that may not know what that term means or what exactly what that is, it allows entrepreneurs, early stage companies and non-traditional investment funds, often with real estate composure, exposure to raise large amounts of money. Uh, each individual that participates, they have to give a small amount of 1,000 to be considered with their company or their idea, or sometimes lower, they can be able to get into getting funding. But 1,000 is the minimum of what an, uh, a startup entrepreneur will have to have to be able to look into equity crowdfunding. When a company is looking for crowdfunding, uh, an entity is simply issuing equity which is shares of a company stock to participating investors. And early stage crowdfunding companies can raise money through a combination of equity and debt. During an equity crowdfunding round, you have what's called the entity's valuation, which is a function of the dollar amount raised against the amount of equity offered. For example, if you have a funding round that raises a million in exchange, for 30% of a company's total share share count, the value of that company is at $3 million. Crowdfunding is great for black entrepreneurs because it allows startups to put themselves in front of thousands of potential investors and it also expedites the funding process for interesting investors. So it's, it's a great platform for not only people that are entrepreneurs that have their own startups that are looking for funding, but also black owned businesses that want to invest in other black owned companies, which is a, a major factor of what we need to do to be able to get ahead. It allows us to be able from both as an investor, as an entrepreneur, you're creating your own startup company to have access to equity crowdfunding. Also, it allows entrepreneurs to focus less on regulatory compliance and more on getting your products or services to the market. So it's great to 
be able to look at a lot of other avenues, but equity crowdfunding, it, it doesn't have as much regulatory. So the startup costs are very low. Um, it's not as risky. You know, the more you get into uh, more venture capitalists, you know, it can get risky depending on how much equity you're giving up for your company. But it's the costs are very low, a lot lower and the regulatory compliance is, is not as much. So it allows you to focus strictly on getting your products and services to the market. And, and as long as you have a, a sound a business that's really solving a need in a community and it has value in the marketplace and you have a, a great a business plan outline or also a lean canvas, which is a, a quick overview of what your company what your company is, what you do, what your uh, what's your unique value proposition. As long as you have those areas, equity crowdfunding is an excellent option if you're looking at getting funding for your business, um, looking at ways of how you can invest in other Black-owned businesses in your community. And this also can expand our economic footprint in the times that we're in. Some great crowdfunding platforms that I want to give you all are AngelList, Circle Up, Tulsa Real Estate Fund, and the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund. Now, the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund is a great fund because it, it plays an important role in generating economic growth and opportunity in some of our, our nation's most distressed communities. I'm going to put in the show notes what the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund is. And I'm also going to put in the notes Angel List and then also Circle Up. I'm, I'm going to put that in there and also 10 great equity crowdfunding platforms so you all can get started to have some options available. And I also, as you know, with the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, I wanted to mention that as well. Um, that's a great real estate crowdfunding fund. Uh, uh, one guy that I follow on Instagram, Jay Morrison, he created a great real estate fund. I think he's only had this fund for maybe five to 10 years. It's, it's a new fund, but it's, it's the largest black crowdfunding fund. And it allows you to be a partner in being able to help gentrification in, in, in black communities is is a great platform to be able to look for crowdfunding. If you have real estate investments, you're able to partner with him with his real estate assets that he has. And it's it's a great it's a great crowdfunding platform and company to look at. So that's another one that I want you all to watch. And overall, you know, this method allows us to collaborate and share our resources with other African-American businesses. I think a lot of times, you know, I did say at the beginning that right now we are in a competition, you know, with other ethnicities. But I think that we have to collaborate with our black brothers and sisters. You know, collaboration is, is so important in this day and time. We need more love. We need more kindness. Um, we need other people that's going to have a leaned in hand to not only just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And, and invest in these Black-owned companies, giving them opportunities, give these startups the chance to be able to bring these changes that we want to see in our communities. And ultimately, it allows us to leverage our relationships 
and work with other successful block entrepreneurs to obtain and give access to capital. Simply what this conversation is about is having access to capital, having access to economic freedom, creating financial freedom for ourselves, our family, and for our communities. So this is part one of Black Group Economics. Part two will be coming to you guys Friday at 6 p.m. Um, part one is going to be released at Wednesday at 6, as you all are listening now. And we're going to keep this conversation going. Uh, please, I would love all you guys' feedback. Um, if you all want to, uh, it would be great if you all could subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is uh, Kevin Jenkins. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes as well so you all can be able to subscribe because I'm going to do a video on this part, this two-part series. Um, also, my Instagram is Kev and Jenkins. If you all can follow me on that platform as well, that would be great. And then also on Anchor. If you all can subscribe to me here on Anchor, that would be great. It's going to be content every Wednesday at 6 and lastly y'all i mean we all we got you know if you all have any questions um you also can email me i love you know getting you know advice i love giving advice um in any way possible to uh, have this conversation around you know financial literacy uh things that we can do in the black community to get ahead of the curve and, and get on the other side and and have true ownership and equity Once again, I want to tell you all thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys soon.